For the players, the pop culturist PlayStation podcast is fueled by the Man Shake. I lost 30 kilos in 10 months using this meal replacement shake. If you want to support the show and Max and my weight loss journey, or to even start your own, click the link in the description below. The Man Shake. Real blokes, real results. For the players. I'm Ryan Betson. I'm Max Cooper. And this is For The Players, the pop culturist PlayStation podcast with over 40 years of playing PlayStation and near on 10 years in that games media combined. I'd like to thank you for joining us in this PlayStation conversation. This PlayStation conversation happens every Monday morning at 8am on podcast services, including Apple Podcasts and Spotify and 9am on those YouTubes. If you'd like to join in future conversations with us, come and check out our socials, Facebook, Discord, Instagram, and Twitter. All of our links can be found in the description below. If you want to join us as the conversation happens, head over to twitch.tv slash thepopcultures, where you can watch us record the show live, where you can jump in the chat and become part of the show. If you want to support the show, you can tell your friends, tell your family about this PlayStation pod. If you are on podcast services, be sure to give us a five-star rating and a written review, which you can also do now on Spotify. But if you are on YouTube, be sure to like, subscribe, leave a comment below. I endeavor to answer every single comment. And if you want to support us financially, you can at patreon.com slash thepopculturist, as well as our merchandise store, popcorn.com slash shop, where you can buy shirts and other assorted shit with our logos on it. <sighs> Man, it's back of the week. It's the end of the week. It's Sunday. So me having commitments of going to the wrestling again, as I do, I uh, did push the show through to Sunday. And then Friday, I went to the movies and saw Jackass. <laughs> so, well, I mean, of- we were we were originally going to record Friday night, and then I'm like, "Hot dying lights coming out." Uh, I'm going to be playing that. Yeah. Uh, so either you you can host the show yourself, or we can do it on, on Sunday. <laughs> yeah, that uh, that's pretty much kind of where we're at. Like, we're, we're going to have to push too, Sunday. Far too far too busy. <laughs> oh, and I was like, yeah, I, I'm I'm not mad because we're, we're, we're talking about dying light two today. So I'm glad we're able to you would sit down and really focus your time with mm. it. But uh, not too bad. But uh, it's it's been an interesting week, Max. So okay. to, to talk about last week, where we opened last week's show, I talked about finally receiving my diagnosis for my ADHD. This is my first week of being medicated. It's awesome. Like, it's insane how ridiculous it is. How, like, makes sense. Life-changing. Brain-changing. It's just such a un explainable uncomparable difference to my world just how i process how i see things how i feel how my body wants to react to things it's i didn't realize i had so limited control of my brain or that it was so not doing what it was supposed to do until now it's absolutely crazy absolutely crazy so like it doesn't fix anything. It doesn't solve anything because, you know, it's it's not a solution, but it's a tool to sort of help get better. And the way I explained it the other day was because I still have a thousand things come at my brain at once. So that level of high stimulus hasn't changed, but I can now process it better. I can emotionally handle it better. I can go, huh, yes, okay, I see all those things. Let's separate those things. Yes, I'll deal with that one now. I'll deal with that one later. Or if something intense comes on, because rather than sitting an anxiety level or like an emotional instability at like say 85 to 90%, so anything small can really pew, like push me over that line, it, it scales it back. I don't feel anxious anymore. Like, like today, I have a crippling fear of heights, right? Maybe not so gnarly. I got up on the roof today to try fix the aerial because it's been a shit. And full of Ritalin on the roof. I was like, this is horrifying. But there was no freak out. There was no like overwhelming physical response to the anxiety. I was like, this is this is uncomfortable. But I was still able to get down and climb the ladder and get up there and do what I needed to do. And it's like, it really allowed me to like control the emotion side. I know it doesn't make sense. It just means that like really the, the, the fear response that i've had in the past to to heights is a bit different like how my body would respond to a fear is different than than what i thought it's it's a whole string of things it's not it's not that's not supposed to be part of what the medication does but it did and uh yeah it's been uh it's been an experience this week max been all medicated it's uh that's good i can't i 
I wish I did it sooner. I have no regrets, but I wish I did it sooner. Holy shit. Yeah, I for sure. Sooner. Oh. Oh. How's your week been? How's things for you? Uh, yeah, not too bad. So, uh, so let, let's do some more house updates. Oh, yeah. No. <laughs> got internal, external <laughs> updates. This party. Let's go. Got in, got into, got into contact with the builder, mm-hmm. um, uh, because they they asked for their remainder of the deposit. So, I rang them and said, "Look, uh, the way our loan is structured, we've borrowed everything from the bank for the house portion, and we used our deposit to pay for the land. So, if you want your deposit, you need to give me the house plan so I can give them to the bank, so the bank will release the funds." Yep. And he's like, "Okay, cool. I understand that. Here's where the issue is." You haven't done your color selection appointment yet, which means your fa- your plans cannot be finalized in case you decide to change something major in your house at the color appointment. So we can't give the bank the plans because we don't have finalized plans for your house yet in case you change shit up. And I'm like, okay, that makes sense. When's your color the, appointment? The 25th of February. Uh, well, so at least, I, at least I start- it's this month. Well, I spoke to the builder. I'm like, hey, look, is there a way we can kind of fast track this thing? He's like, yes. What I'm going to do is I'm going to flag it that you've done it. Your house plans are finalized. We're going to push it through. Everyone's going to get paid. We're going to lay your slab. We're going to we're going to get everything done because are you planning on changing anything major to the house? I'm like, no, we've already, all the additions that we've already wanted, we've already picked. Mm. So for instance, we're changing our kitchen a little bit. Instead of having one standard bench top, it's going to be an L-shaped bench mm. with a window. So we've already put those changes into effect. So we're not actually going to change anything. So he's like, yep, cool. I'll mark that down. We'll do it all. Uh, so yeah, everything's now moving ahead finally. Excellent. After yes. after signing all the all the stuff, like what feels to be years ago, it's yeah. now finally happening. <laughs> like, are you happy about it? Like, do, are, you, yeah, are you happy I'm- to sort of have everything sort of move forward? Now that now that uh, I spoke about the anxiety last week of um, when they mentioned that we had a, a shortfall between the uh, what the bank was paying for and the and the the cost of the house, mm-hmm. but now knowing that that's a very tiny insignificant number, it's fine. I'm over it. That's good. And then to back end my week, uh, my wife and I got uh, a couple's tattoo. Because uh. one on. So for those watching live or watching on the YouTubes later, I have a lovely little hamburger on my wrist and my wife got some fries because you can't have a burger without fries. That's and so isn't good. that just like a little bit, a little mm. bit, uh, it's a little bit gay. Look, <laughs> well, look, I didn't want to say it. Just like, look, you, you know, it's a little bit, it's a little bit cheesy, but it's, it's adorable. It's, it's fantastic. <laughs> I do um, so yeah, that was that was a bit of fun on Friday, and then um, yeah, that's that's pretty much it. Well, yes, outside of the the putting methamphetamine in my face, uh, my my week uh, has been pretty pretty all right. Like it's like, but intense. Like work has gotten gnarly. I'm working longer days than ever before, and I'm just coming home and I'm exhausted, and it's just been it's been fucked. So like. We have some games to talk about now because it is now we get into top games that we've been playing. Uh, before we dive into the, what, the big one, so like when I have come home and I'm just like, I, I have really been diving so heavy into Horizon Zero Dawn. Now, aside from it being one of our backlog challenge games of the year, so the pressure is on for me to finish it by the end of the year, the pressure is double on because Forbidden West is two weeks away uh, I know it's in hands of people, people that we know because they talked about it on Twitter. So we know this code's in the wild and I don't know when the embargo drops, but history, like we're pretty lucky and we might be able to get it on embargo day. So I'm like, well, that's less than two weeks. Oh no. I'm gonna have to really start running through Horizon. So that's what I've been doing this week. Now, one of the other things, so two there's two there's two things that when it comes to Horizon that I that I had incorrectly calculated previously. Now I've gone on the record on the show saying that I've done oh I did about 10 hours, 15 hours, something around there in my time with Horizon the first time I played it. Which is likely but I have gotten so much further 
in the 19 hours that I've played. Like, obviously, I, I may have done 14 hours, 15, you know, 10, 15 hours previously, but I don't know what the fuck I was doing. I must have been just wandering around, doing anything productive, because I am way further in the game than I ever was. Like, I could distinctly remember the point where I went, oh, that was the, that was my trend. Like, I remember that's the last thing I did, and then I'm like, Phew, I shoot away past I'm like, what the fuck was I doing those other times? Or, I, which is very possible, because my inability to correctly measure time um, I probably didn't put as much time into the game as what I originally thought. Probably most likely. Most likely. Most likely. Game is very, very good though. Very, very good. I'm still really, really enjoying it. I'm having a lot of fun just running around clearing out shit, which I really shouldn't be doing because I should actually be focusing on the main story so I can get credits. But I'm said I'm wandering around, finding all the metal flowers, finding all the little figures, just doing all the little different things that I probably shouldn't be doing. But yeah, buddy, the chat goes, oh, so the, the uh, embargo for Horizon is February 14th at 7 p.m. I've got a week. I can get there. I can get there. Right. I don't know where, where you're off to. Uh, I just got to Meridian. <laughs> okay. My very doesn't help me. No. That doesn't help me. I don't know. I, I, I To be fair, I haven't played in like, what, three years, yeah, four years? <laughs> <laughs> but that's what i've been thinking so like there are two games that we've been we've been uh, provided review codes this week uh one of them being dying light 2 we've had that for a little while and the other being uh uh ollie ollie world now I played like five minutes of ollie ollie world today but we'll jump into you first so you max you are the one that was most excited for dying light 2 so big thank you to the team over at stride pr for providing us the review code for dying light 2 so max and i have been able to play it i haven't jumped into it yet myself as i said max though i know that you have gone yeah so i've i've gone pretty hard i've put close to 20 hours in and i must admit the majority of that time has just been uh kind of just grinding trying to level up a little bit before i tackle the main story i am playing this game uh the majority uh in co-op um so uh just for those a quick overview uh, Dying Light 2 is um, a follow-on from the original. So they, they reference the, the first game. They mention, they, they mention Haram, but you are now in a different walled city. You're playing as a different character. New people. There are some throwbacks to old characters that you do get to, uh, that you get to see. But for the most part, you are, in a, you are in an entirely new area. And they're dealing with the, the pandemic in a very different way from what the people of Haran were. What's really depressing is that this game is set in 2023. <laughs> it's kind of... <laughs> it's kind of accurate. Kind of accurate, yeah. So, for the most part, the gameplay is almost identical to the first one. They have made some awesome changes to the parkour system, which really made that game. Um, added new... Uh, the ability tree is so much more expanded. So um, again, you have the two separate trees like you like you did in the first one. You'll have one based on uh, power, which are all your essentially your melee attacks, your combat prowess, and then you have your parkour skill tree, which allows you to do your your parkour skills mm -hmm. uh, with a few of the parkour uh, like combat abilities too. So the ability to like jump off enemies and and kick enemies and all that all that fun stuff. Uh, the difference being now is you get um in the world you find uh gre injectors which allow you to upgrade either your stamina or your health once you find three of them uh, and the abilities are not only tied behind prerequisite abilities but also you need to have a certain amount of either max hp or stamina oh so you have to you have to pick and choose how you're going to level up because the more stamina you have if you pour all your stuff in stamina you don't have health and if you don't have health you can't get all the combat abilities which will also disadvantage you if you're someone like myself and play a real sort of even spread yes Ooh. so uh i kind of maxed out my parkour tree pretty quickly mm -hmm. uh it is a lot easier to get parkour xp to get then to get combat xp because you literally just have to climb on stuff and you'll get xp for it they also introduced tiered gear in this game and the gear also gives you uh benefits so at the moment i'm rocking a <clears throat> i think there's four archetypes i believe it's medic tank 
um, Brawler, and there's one other that I can't think of off the top of my head. But the, all the gear that I'm wearing gives bonus percentage XP to parkour. So I kind of just run around and gain levels fairly quickly to upgrade all my all my parkour skills because that's what I like doing. Uh, the, the movement and the free running in this game is absolutely fantastic. There are times where it can be a little bit janky. One of the new skills they introduced was the ability to do a 180 in midair, hold your momentum and just jump in the complete opposite direction to what you were going in to begin with. It looks very bizarre when you when you're observing someone else do it, and it feels very bizarre when you're screaming when you're trying to do it. It's not how physics works because, because it's not how physics works. Very very useful skill for if you've accidentally overshot your jump and you've jumped jumped off a roof, you can quickly one eighty ah, and kind of save yourself and grab onto the ledge. That's a good way to use but, it. Okay, but it has it has its uses. It has its uses. A lot of the enemy types are fairly similar. Now, I'm not too far into the game yet. Um, uh, but you see, you know, there's the standard zombies. You have your human renegades. Your there, There's the factions that were, in, were introduced in this game type. So you have your, essentially, the PKs, which are the peacekeepers, or the, they're essentially the police of this area. Mm-hmm. There's the renegades. Uh, this is for the, the very first area that you, that you started. And then there's the the people in the bazaar who are kind of just the standard citizens and you yourself, you play as what they refer to as a pilgrim. Who's someone who adventures outside of the walls and sees, sees how the the pandemic's really hitting. You kind of pick and choose and you do get some choice of who you're going to help there. There are very certain points in the game where you can, you kind of pick and choose where your loyalties lay and, and how you're going to go about those. And they obviously will change shape the way you, play the game and and what things become available to you so there's very clearly now when you open your map uh different colored areas on the map which uh will will show you what faction is in control of that area Mm -hmm. and if you're not aligned with them that area becomes more difficult for you because there's more enemies of that um more, more enemies of that type so if you if you're not allied with the peacekeepers and you're in their territory there's peacekeepers everywhere that will kind of just come at you out of nowhere uh they've changed the way the nighttime system works <clears throat> in the first game it was purely just at nighttime ev- all xps doubled but it was kind of chill every once in a while there would be a horde that would kind of chase you things would get dicey but you could kind of just escape and you'd be fine mm-hmm. uh in this uh there are chase levels levels one through to four think of it as like um a gta star system so at level one, you've got basic dudes just chasing you. At level two, they're stronger. At level four, the hunters come out and they kind of mess your day, up. <laughs> oh, yeah. mess your day up. Uh, and the other thing that they've also introduced in this game is, um, there's essentially a third. So um, <clears throat> there's a third resource that you have to. Uh, keep in check so not only do you have to keep your health in check and your stamina in check but there is another meter that you have to keep in check which is, i don't want to go too much into it because it's fairly spoilery but there's a the third meter that kind of adds another layer of difficulty to the game because you're essentially always on a time limit oh. which is it which is cool but it has its it does up that tension is the, somewhat is with, this this you're... isn't spoilers because this was in some of the marketing material is this the uv thing yeah yeah so yeah. it's the uv counter so whenever you go into a building or at night time you have a uv counter that counts down uh obviously there are craftable items that you can craft uh there's uv boosters that you just instantly t- uh, they're essentially an asthma inhaler uh, you can get uh, bioluminescent mushrooms that will allow you to up your UV rating. But anytime you're inside or at nighttime, you're you're kind of on a time limit to to keep this as high as possible. So it, it does add an extra bit of uh, resource management as well as difficulty and tension in your gameplay. Because if you if you're say it's nighttime, you're in a level four chase. Things are coming at you from everywhere. And you've got like a minute remaining and you can't take anything because you're getting hammered by in all sides. You've got to run to those safe zones. You've got to, you know, you've got to find somewhere that has UV light to kind of help. 
so far i'm i'm really enjoying the changes i've noticed there's a couple of changes that they made to multiplayer that aren't sitting well for me personally uh in the first game when you played as a team in cooperative uh, other players could mark on their map and it would automatically assign each player a b c or d so you could see on the map where they've marked and you can go to their marker mm -hmm. they seem to have removed that um there has been occasions where the servers are kind of a little bit janky. Okay. Um, I've had a few crash, like a few hard crashes that have booted me out of the game. Um, but the checkpoint system is really good. It doesn't take too long to boot back in. It's more of an inconvenience than anything else. Uh, there are times where we've all kind of had to reboot the game to get the matchmaking to work properly. Um, but, you know, it... it uh, match uh, as far as from from memory, matchmaking was not available in um, pre-release. It came out on launch day with that the is, official yeah. launch of the game. That is correct. So co-op so was not available to us prior to uh, release day. Yeah. So um, and from all reports, the games doing gangbusters and their servers are probably all over the place at the moment. So yeah. So one of the things that I because as always, once again, so we both have the code, um, but I haven't played it. Um, yeah. So, a couple, of, a couple of questions that I have. Um, first one is one of the th one of the sort of the review comments that have come out about this game because the review scores themselves have been quite uh, uh, vast. Like, there's been quite a, quite a gap. Some are giving it really low, some are giving it really high, and it, and people having varying different experiences with it. Uh, one of the things that's mentioned is it's almost very similar to to die uh so to days gone in the way that the pre-release the pre-day one patch version of the game real fucked yeah so i so i ha it, yeah would you I've agree with that, that assessment i have played the majority of my time post-release ah, okay. after we got the day one patch i did play a, f a little bit of it pre-release mm -hmm. and there were there were issues yeah like you know, uh, their day one patch fixed, uh, I believe the developers tweeted out around a thousand bug fixes and additions. Like, it was a pretty hefty day one patch. And obviously, you know, they added multiplayer to that. Um, so, yeah, I, I, I would agree to a certain, I would agree to a, you know, in my user case that I did experience more bugs pre-launch to post-launch. Um, and obviously, I mentioned the, the few, the few minor hiccups that i've run into mainly revolving around multiplayer i haven't had a single crash when playing solo or only ever crash when playing uh cooperative interesting which is interesting yeah so we so just for context well so this this isn't a review this is just the early impressions oh yeah very uh, early with the game being 500 hours no just like with <laughs> the game being quite lengthy uh yep strap yourselves in and prepare to hear me talk about this for like the next three weeks yeah spot on <laughs> so even though apparently even if you golden path at like 20 hours is kind of an undersell it's actually quite a, yeah you're probably looking at like 30 40 you know if you really even if you slightly there falter there is, there is one, uh, I should mention, there is one other thing that they added in the multiplayer functionality that I thought was brilliant. Mm -hmm. So in the first game, when you, when you played cooperatively and you reached a checkpoint area for a, like a mission objective, uh, it would give the other players a notification saying, hey, if you want to teleport to the objective, hold down on the D-pad. But they had the choice to not do that. Now, in this game, they still have that but the party leader also has the option to force teleport everyone to you on a 10 oh. second timer. So say your mate's got gone, Hey, I'm just going to go get a drink. I'll be back in five, but you've hit the checkpoint. You can force him to teleport onto you so you can keep things rolling, <laughs> which is nice. Cause, uh, there's always people. I know there's, there's, there's one in my group who's just absolutely atrocious at parkour. And he's always like, I don't know how to get up onto that roof. Call him out. But like, just, We'll just we'll just teleport you up there, man. It's all good. Call him out. Nah, I can't do that. He uh, knows who he is. Okay. <laughs> he knows who he is. <laughs> um, one of the things you mentioned, like we'll we'll, we'll start because once again, this still being early impressions. We'll have more thoughts over the coming weeks. Yeah, but one for of the sure. things you mentioned is like it's kind of you're in a different area. You're in a different like walled town. There are minor nods and acknowledgements of the previous game. Do you think? Do you think that there is a, uh, a you can get away with not playing the first game? Yes, that's awesome. Yeah, I think so. Um, 
I mean, I'm still very early in, so I don't oh, know yeah, if from it's, where you're at currently. I don't, we'll I don't know how, how much of like a crazy throwback that they do. Yeah. Um, I know that very early on, you, you do meet someone from, from the original game and they, they do the, you know, I wish we could all be, to, he, he, wish we could all be here. Um, and we, then I wish we could just, all insert reference here. Yeah. Yeah. And then, and then you kind of just move on. Yeah. And and then everything's all good again, but um, yeah, for the most part, I mean, it depends on what you're wanting out of this game. Like a, a lot of the a lot of the differential in the reviews are the story's kind of mediocre, um, and I'm finding that to not be the case yet. It's interesting enough to keep me pushing forward, but it's not like the best story ever told in a video game. What what sold me in on this game and what sold me on the original Dying Light was the fact that it's a four player cooperative game, and it is really fun to play with friends. Mm. And we, you know, sometimes you just need that mindless zombie killing fun with a little bit of story sprinkled in. Fair. Fair but at the fair. moment, I am finding this. The, I am finding the story at least interesting enough to keep me wanting to push forward. But it's it's you know it's no blockbuster hit. Yeah, that's fair. Just Which is, and I think that's why the I think that's why a lot of the the numbered reviews are so swayed. It's it's that you can tell the people who are playing it single player and reviewing it, and uh, the people who are probably playing it as a group and are like, well, this is way better with more people. Although it's the same game in principle, sometimes that you know. Sometimes the fun is made from from who you play with. Well, there you go. Well, yeah. we'll have more to say over the coming weeks. Uh, so if you want to hear more of Max's thoughts on Dying Light 2 and mine as well, because I will endeavor to jump into it this week as well. Um, but yeah, another game that I endeavored to get my, to get into was Oli Oli World. Uh, the code for that came, what, yesterday at time of recording? Yeah. Uh, so pretty much on, like just before release day, I think comes out on the 8th. Uh, I have put, 45 minutes into it like i created myself as a character i did it with my son uh and uh he was very adamant that we must have i must have elbow pads and knee pads for safety because when we go skateboarding or scootering i make him do it so he uh he he brought that into the game which i which i appreciate but like yeah i'm I love like I love the setup of the game so far because the idea is that you're it's a lot more story driven than what I remember Oli Oli and Oli Oli Two to be like you're in this uh, locale called Radlandia and there is a series of five gods the gods of skating uh, you know and you're coming in as this sort of prophet that helps the uh, the the gods connect with those in in Radlandia or they're in Narvana as in like Nali Narvana. Uh, it's a little fun on skate on skateboarding vernacular, um, and like so where I'm at right now, it's still very tutorial stuff because once again I was playing with my kid and he was just having fun pushing and flicking and you know just he had more fun just doing the same tutorials over and over again. So I'll uh, I, I, I very early thoughts on that one. It's like I got nothing much more to say, but I'll have more over the next for next week. What about yourself? Yeah, I'm the same. I think I put maybe 25 minutes in. I've played like the first three or four tutorial levels. Yeah. Um, but yeah, more more to say next week, I think. So from memory, I remember like getting quite frustrated at the original Ollie Ollie because it was so meticulous on the timing you had to have. Mm. I mean, I was playing it on Vita, and it, and it, I I just kept getting mad. I'm like, the pinpoint accuracy the game required. I have old man reflexes. I can't do it. Can't do it. What are you going to do? Anyways, Max, that's enough about that. Now, there's something new that will be coming next week into this section. Just preface, by the way. Just get excited. Cool shit's Cool shit is coming. Very yeah. excited. But this is our section we call our get less. I was going to say, we may have to break them up so they're not like one after the other. Big one, one chunk of, of, uh, yeah. of referencing things external to us. Yeah. We'll, we'll find a way. We'll find a way. 
Anyway, this is the section we call our Get Less Fat update where we tell you about what happened this week in our weight loss journeys. For those of you that may not know, I was on a weight loss journey over since 2020 where I've lost over 40 kilos using a product called the Man Shake. It's a meal replacement shake made out of Australia that I am an ambassador for. And in turn, the show supports, uh, sorry, the, the shakes, the company Man Shake supports us on the show. Max started his weight, weight, weight loss journey last year and we do this section to keep ourselves accountable uh, to make sure we stay on the on the straight and narrow and uh you know providing some insight to to you all because you don't have to be a fan of games or be a gamer and be a fat dude it's pretty easy how has your week been max now you've been yeah. pretty, you've been pretty touch and go in the last couple of weeks i'm i'm still pretty lax at the moment i'm i'm not shaking but i'm not eating crap mm. any um, any movements in in the weights uh i'm down another pant size but i haven't weighed myself so like hey. I, I guess win ish so how many pants sizes? Uh, so I, how many pants sizes are you now, down now? I, I was forty four. I'm now thirty eight to forty, depending okay. on the style. So that's nice. Um, You're not far behind me. I'm thirty six, thirty eight now. It, it's it's frustrating. I now have to tie up all my pants if I leave the house. Otherwise, I just lose them as soon as I step out of the car. Well, yeah. Well, you and I went and moved moved a bunch of shit, and like <laughs> you, you was just constant Max's ass hanging out of pants. <laughs> so that was that. That's always fun. Um, but other than that, I, I ate some questionable sausages last night that have destroyed me. So just inside, yeah. You said they're like prep the start not, of the like, show. Like I'm, I'm inside I'm like, pain. I'm like I'm standing there at the, at the butchers because I like like my big weekly shop, and they're like jalapeno sausages. I'm like I like jalapenos. I like sausages. I'll try that. And I like died last night. What about you? Are you still. Uh, look, I, I'm I'm still in the same motion that I have been, which is the two yep. shakes a day and the the wide muscle chef meals for dinner. Uh, so I I went to the gym yesterday morning for the first time in like a month because my my schedule and my world has been thrown it's just in utter chaos. So I've not had the the routine back of going to the gym. Um, I went and it was awesome. I didn't push myself too hard because like I, I kind of had some shoulder pain recently. Uh, mm-hmm. I just kind of I jacked up a muscle somewhere somehow. And, uh, so I, I got that worked on, like my dad came around on, on Saturday and he with his muscle, uh, masseuse skills cranked out it a little bit and kind of loosened it up. So then when I took, when I was able to get to the gym, uh, sorry, I went to the gym that morning. So the, with the work that morning and then him kind of needing some of the crap out, it's much freer today, which is good. Saying that though, I have a lot of chest, uh, boob and, um, like this area pain, uh, cause I did a lot of like arm day. And then went to the wrestling yesterday. So, you know, making a lot of noise, hitting the banner, like just doing a lot of repetitive movement of the arm and, and the tit region. And uh, I, I'm a little bit stiff. My abs are a bit stiff as well. Cause I started to, I did return to do some crunches after after a while. It's, uh, it's going to take me a little while to get back in the swing. I found out though, that I've lost about 10 kilos in my, uh, in my bench press, which I'm a little devastated about. But when you don't go for a month and a bit, so, okay, don't make sense. Well, okay, it's not something that you would sort of have. So like, unless you're doing it continuously, you will, you know, you don't yeah. use it, you will lose it. But in terms of my weight, my weight's been pretty steady. Uh, I said, I've been eating reasonably well. Uh, there's been no, it's kind of the same as it always as has always been. I haven't gotten harder. I haven't gotten more lax. And I've been still sitting around that 102, 103 mark. So still, you know, 40 kilos down, which is great. And no re-spike. So it's certainly very manageable, which is great. Um, but yeah, it's not too bad. But anyways, if you want to support us on our weight loss, weight loss journeys, or maybe even start your own, you can by clicking the link in the description below It is bit.ly bit.ly slash FTP manshake. And you don't even have to buy anything, man. Just by clicking on the link, you help support the show. You help support us. Uh, and look, who knows? Maybe you'll even change your life and go from where I was at 140 kilos to 102 and growing a shitty beard. Like this is, that's, this is what you could become. I wouldn't recommend it. This is not a good thing. Um, <laughs> externally, internally, it's not very good. But at least you could be better. I don't know where I was going with that. But Manshake, check it out. <laughs> <Yeah>. <sighs> All right, this is, where we're uh. this, is, this is where we inform the players. We tell you about what happened this week in PlayStation. Max, a big, a big doozy. Oh. Off the week. Sony has welcomed another studio to the family. Uh, Sony is set to acquire Destiny developer Bungie for $3.6 billion. 
Sony Interactive Entertainment CEO Jim Ryan has posted about the acquisition over on the PlayStation blog. His statement stresses that Bungie will remain an independent publisher and developer and will not be counted among Sony's first-party PlayStation Studios. Quote, We believe it makes sense for Bungie to sit alongside the PlayStation Studios organization, and we are incredibly excited about the opportunities for synergies and collaboration between these two world-class groups. It sounds like Bungie could potentially partner with PlayStation's key developers on future projects. Quote, we will, be ready to we will be ready to welcome and support Bungie as they continue to grow, and I cannot wait to see what the future holds for this incredible team. This coming from Herman Holst. An official statement from Bungie reads, quote, We will continue to independently publish and creatively develop our games. We will continue to drive one unified Bungie community. Our games will continue to be where our community is, wherever they choose to play. It's been confirmed that Bungie's game games will remain multi-platform. What's more, Bungie is framing this like it's a huge deal for the company. Its statement continues, In SIE, we have found a partner who unconditionally supports us in all we are and who wants to accelerate our vision to create generation-spanning entertainment, all while preserving the creative independence that beats in Bungie's heart. Like us, SIE believes that the game worlds are only the beginning of what our IPs can become. Together, we share a dream of creating and fostering iconic franchises that unite friends around the world, families across generations, and fans across multiple platforms and entertainment mediums. All right. Um, and just to add this in, uh, this deal is set to take place over several years with an upfront $1.2 billion to keep workers in the studio they're, they're basically like we're going to give you this up front to try and retain as many workers as possible because obviously in the past bungie's been owned by both microsoft and activision uh their split with activision was fairly messy from memory they were not fans of being under their whole mm. thing uh so you know workers may be like oh great we're just kind of getting lumped in again sony are trying to be like hey we we guys respect what you do we see what you do we love what you do we really want you to stay where you are here's an incentive to stay where you are yeah. stay with the stay with the team that you know um so yeah so you've been a bit more destiny fan i'll, I'll let yeah. you i'll let you back end this one uh so okay so so wait for so yeah. i was back so, so from yeah, where yeah, i'm yeah. sitting I, because Magic Shane in the chat in the it, it, sorry Shane in the chat says weirdest gaming acquisition ever. I think currently, especially within the market that we're seeing. So what we're seeing right now is people buying up and then holding on to things, which is I with the irony of that is once again as we talked about last week with Phil Spencer talking out of two sides of his mouth at any given time. So he talks about gaming is for everyone, but only everyone over here. It's like the animal farm, you know. Some we're all equal, but some are more equal than others. So similar concept where what Sony have done here is they, that they've essentially bought a company that's within PlayStation, but it's not going to drag. It's not part of PlayStation studios and which I kind of like. So a it aid ensures, uh, uh, income Two, it provides assets and other things that can assist the company. So it's so at no point. So although purchased under Sony interactive entertainment, they are not considered part of the first party family or PlayStation studios, right? They are their literal own additional panel. Like if you were to look at a, at a, at a, some sort of like a tree or a spreadsheet of all the different parts of Sony interactive entertainment, they are completely separate from, from Bungie's, the, Bungie's the outlier over. Yeah. Over. Bungie's over here in the same way. It's like this and that and that, and it's over here not even in the first parties where even though as an example Microsoft with their purchase of Zenimax they've they've stated that the company that the, the Zenimax will still work as its own publisher as its own developer in its own column yet the yet the way they communicate and the the way they present Zenimax as a studio it is clearly under the Microsoft Studios banner it's it's within that same space but this is just not, this is just a side thing. This is like, yeah, it's like, hey, I, you know, it's it's, it's essentially like a, it's almost like a massive investment is the way I'm seeing it. Now, don't mm. get me wrong, 
I will I will stand by what I said last week. Has any form of consol of this level of consolidation in the games media is a bad thing. It's not awesome. However, to me, where I'm looking at right now, this this is kind of the better way to go about it. Like no one is missing out on this, right? So like it's just like coming someone coming in and being an, an owner. Like it's an owner. You have an owner, so that gives you the overhead. They give you safety but you're still acting freely, presumably. Because once again, when you have an owner in some capacity that is providing literal, like providing money, they will then they will then be the ones that have the final say. So it's, it's all well and good to be like, hey, we have complete creative control. They are just our owners. Yeah, but those owners always have a say. Always have a say. You know? So it's a it's a tough thing. It's tough to speak. But for what I'm seeing here, and this is this seems to does some to be something that's very common, the what in terms of opinion around around this purchase is we're seeing PlayStation gain knowledge potential or the uh, the uh, knowledge client uh, sorry staff members skill sets framework that can benefit them without strangling someone else from getting something. You know, this 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 thing kind of relates to the next story. Oh, okay. Um, well, then we'll, um, then we'll come back to that. So, like, at least for in terms of Bungie as a whole, it seems like a great idea. Like, yeah, they get to work in relative autonomy. Destiny is still available everywhere because, you know, when it comes to, to Destiny, it would be dumb. It would be stupid to completely solo it just on PlayStation or just on Play, PlayStation and PC. Because right now, what they've essentially done is guarantee a butt ton of future revenue for Destiny. Yeah, so I, I we spoke about this um, with a few other people, and I mentioned that it it now makes sense as to why uh, the the witch the upcoming Witch Queen expansion that drops later this month is not coming to Games Pass like the rest of the expansions were, mm-hmm. and this kind of now makes sense because Sony now. Yeah, you know, threw money at them. They they own them now. So why would they put their newest uh, expansion out in the wild for free on Games Pass? It's still a va- I, I believe um, it's still there for PC. Could be wrong, but it, it it was this weird line where they're like, up until this point you've got it, but from here on you won't. Um, it does make sense uh, as Bungie's. You know, from the Bungie quote, they are a very community driven studio uh their game is very community driven and if they turned around and went i i can't imagine them uh selling um selling themselves to become an exclusive studio that kind of goes against what Mm. they're they're doing and then on the back end of the news that um sony has confirmed that they have 10 live service games in the work all planned to be released by march 2026 who better to teach you how to live service game than Bungie? With, you spe- with and, that and, in mind, like, if we're looking ahead like, to the, what what I presume the next live service game to come out of PlayStation's first parties is, is Factions. Like Factions as a full blown multimedia uh, multi multi uh, multiplayer game, it has to be a live service. And I think literally that- the first thing that I said that it came to my mind, it's like factions is a live service game we're going to get a last of us survival mmo essentially i mean that could be completely wrong but if it's not to me that makes the most sense if you look at if you look at the the math and the things that where they stand so look sony have had tried to make experiences in the live service space and they haven't won and like it's so it is so tough because what you're fighting with live services is not just like uh financial you're also fighting against time people only have so much time to to invest in games and if every game is demanding time the way a live service does you better make it worthwhile and at least sony in this circumstance can look at bungie and like bungie have been the ones that have taken hits they've 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 had wins they've had losses they've had everything when it comes to working in a live service space to be, to be able to go to them and go hey we're looking at doing this and they can go look from history we wouldn't recommend that because this is how we did it here. You know what I mean? It's in, it's interesting space, but like, yeah, when it comes to the game serves game, games as a service stuff, oh, it's interesting. Because mm. there's a there's a quote from Jim Ryan um, 
recently explaining how Bungie will aid the push for, of their like of Sony's live service games. And the quote is, uh, this is a strategic step towards continuing to evolve the gaming experiences that we build. Bungie's expertise in delivering a world-class service approach and long-term community engagement is extremely compelling and will support the development of several future live service titles from PlayStation Studios. Yeah. It, it, it seems to be a good... It Look, to me, it's in the same way that we saw Discord, right? They're like, where Microsoft were trying to buy Discord, Sony were like, hey... We're going to invest money in you and we'll work together. And like what I'm seeing here is like, from what we know is that this communication between between Bungie and Sony has been going on for the last six plus months, right? It's not a new, this isn't a response of Activision and anyone that claims that this is a response to Activision purchasing has fucking no idea how business works. You cannot do this in three weeks. It's fucking impossible. So it's, this is a long-term discussion. And mm. what I'm seeing here is that Bungie really had Sony by the balls in this discussion. A, because for $3.6 billion, they're paying for a studio with essentially one IP, the potential of a new of something new. And like they, they were able to dictate their terms. And those terms yeah. were, we stay multi-platform, we still do it this way, we still have creative control. Because coming off the back of their deal with Activision, we're like, hey, where they planned for 10 years in the future, and like you have 10, like it's a 10 year deal, you're going to hit these beats along the way, otherwise the deal is void. And uh, Destiny were like, sorry, Bungie were like, you know, we're going to have control here. And, we're, and, like, and Sony were willing to play ball. And I appreciate that. Additionally, what Bungie may, may or may not have realized, they are setting a precedent here in a good way. Because right now, and the quote, that I, the, the quote that I heard today was essentially, this is not the war that we, that we needed. Not, sorry, it's not the war that we wanted, but it's coming. This this whole acquisitions war, we may yeah we, we it's not no one really wants it, but it's gonna happen, and we not much yeah. we can do to stop it at this point. So now, if Microsoft decide to go and buy someone again, and they go it's exclusive now, they're like, but why? Your competitor did it, and they haven't strangled anybody out of the market. So why why do you have to do it? Like why you know the conservative Sony, you know, real old way of thinking have made a new way move. And why are you returning to the old way of thinking, Microsoft? I thought you were better than that. I thought gaming was for everyone, et cetera, et cetera. So like Bungie have, have, have essentially laid the groundwork for any action moving forward. Like, well, presumably they're not already in talks, might I add. Once again, more than more than two days. Uh, like unless there's been presumption, any talk in the works. They, they, yeah. like, right now in the market that it is the, the 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 publishers the developers whoever they have the they have the chips on their side and they can argue because right now whether it be out of fear or out of just holding on to your market share we're going to see more studios get purchased and mm -hmm. so we're gonna we're presumably we're gonna we will likely see microsoft going to people go sony probably not as not as not as viciously by the sounds but approach people going hey well in a in an uh in an interview with games industry earlier this week jim ryan does state that we should expect more acquisitions from sony that's scary shit mm. I'm like, hey once again this is not the fight that i want to see not 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 where what what I think the, the the space should be, but but if Bungie can negotiate the way they have and have a deal that allows them to continue to what they were doing, but now they're supported and like that just means they can't. Yeah, if we see more things like this, then sure, that's okay, because everyone gets everything. Sony's first party studios don't get disadvantaged. You know, the players don't get disadvantaged. To me. Yeah. If it had to happen, which by the looks of it, it's going to have to happen, this is the best way to go about it. Because they're in the chat here before, where was it? Uh, no, mentions that some of the console wars talk irritates me. Is people are people are talking like it's immediate effect thing, forgetting how long development takes and it is in the works for. I just get irritated with all the console war talk, and I understand. I'm with him. Like we run a PlayStation podcast, and like granted, our preferred platform to play is PlayStation. 
So like everything I'm saying here today isn't coming out of a of a fanboy stance. You know, like it's just, it's there is a little bit of defeat. There's a bit of a bit of oh, why does they have to buy everyone? I don't. I'm, I'm yeah. fucking sick of this shit. But it's one of those. Well, if it's gonna, it's a realistic approach, right? If it's gonna happen, at least it's being done the right way, or at least the right way, quote unquote. It's the safest yeah. way. It's the it's the lesser of all the evils. Am I in a, am I in a right thought process there, Max? Like, no, I'm pretty much with you. Uh, you pretty much hit all the beats that I've been talking about this week with uh, with you and s- some other some other people. It just it makes sense to to keep uh, to keep Bungie as a as a multi platform studio. Um, I, I I threw out the idea of um, you know they could use that as leverage. Like, hey, we've we've kept Bungie. Uh, we've kept Destiny 2 multi-platform. Can you hook us up with Elder Scrolls 6? Like, don't. Like, you know, use it as a use it as a bargaining chip. Like, you know, we're, 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 we're going to play cool. Come, you know, come bring your ball to the park as well. Yeah. We, However, that could work in two ways from my, how <laughs> I imagine it, right? So, like, yeah, you know, whether, whether it be a conversation of, hey, like, you know, hi, Sony. They could definitely have their cake and eat it too. Yeah, they so. can go, they, Sony can go. Hey, look, we you know we want to play ball. Is there something that we can do to ensure that you guys still get this destiny? You guys still get your cut of the of the the DLCs as they're purchased through the stores, etc. Can we keep this going? And you know, they, as you said, they so uh, uh, if Microsoft go no, Sony can pull it. But once again, that's really dirty, and I don't see that happening. What I see, what I see is is Microsoft doubling down. And going mm. no, you know what I mean, and like, the, and yeah. they're like, all right, well, and then once the either way, the marketing around that is, hey, we went to them and we said, hey, this is the the deal that we're willing to go with, and they said no. I mean that you know that that's the same the same issue that we talked about last week or the week before, whenever the Microsoft acquisition happens, like. You know, Microsoft's like, you know, we tried to play ball. We said they could have it if they put Games Pass on their system, but they didn't want it, it's so they can't same, have it. Like, it's same argument. We, we yeah. tried, like, you know, we gave we them try, that we, option, but then we didn't try very hard, but yeah. we, we fucking tried. <laughs> well, we gave a little bit of ground. It was, it was like, well, when you hold the gun, you can make the terms. <laughs> and like Sony don't have that gun right now. They are behind because as as we know, and we've discussed it before. Like Microsoft have the money, and they like is it, I think it was the last earnings call for Microsoft. They didn't even fucking talk about the acquis- the, the purchase because it's mm. so irrelevant to the overall thing of of, of Microsoft. It they they don't fucking care. Where Sony, it's huge. Like three point six billion dollars is like staggeringly more than the, like, the last acquisition was what insomniac or the world on, on dollars confirmed which was insomniac for 200 and something million uh, le- less than bobby Kotick's buyout for yeah like okay this is it's ridiculous <laughs> like like is is bungie worth 3.6 billion dollars probably not is there potential it's very likely very very likely i can't confirm or uh, deny but it's very very likely <laughs> Let's let's talk some. I'm going to throw some some Sony related quick bits at you. Yes. PlayStation Five console sales have now reached a total of 17.3 million as of the 31st of December last year. Mm-hmm. Uh, for comparison, 20.2 million PS4 units were sold in that same time frame of yeah. like the launch time frame. Not because yeah, the original not, projection for the PS5 was to yeah. surpass that, and it looks it's yep. completely supply restrained. It constrains yep. the problem. Yeah, 100. Yeah. Uh, in the, in the same, in the same call, PlayStation plus subscribers have reached over 48 million. Damn. So that's a lot. And earlier this week, there was a state of play that was all about Gran Turismo 7. So if you were a car nut, go watch it. Cause it looked really good. I haven't, I didn't watch the state of play. I haven't watched it. It was like 30 minutes long and it was just GT seven stuff. And it looked awesome. Like, I don't know, like, I'm not a car enthusiast. As we've mentioned on the show before, yeah. so when the time does come to, to review GT7, because we will, it's a first-party title, uh, I will be seeking out assistance from one of our friends over at the DualSense podcast. It's a PlayStation podcast made out of the US, uh, where one of the gentlemen is, uh, Travis, is a massive enthusiast in the in the racing scene, and he, he will be my point of contact. I'd be like, yeah. hey, I've played it. You played it. I played it from a casual space, or you, you, Max, and I played it from a casual space. You play it from that next level thought process. How does it run? How does it work? How does it look? Right? And because you loving Forza, which I don't care too much about Forza, 
you know, I randomly fell into Need for Speed Heat uh, when that came out and that got me excited. But other than that, you know. <laughs> but so I'm very keen to check that out when it does happen. But uh, yeah, I just don't have the care to watch it all. But I will I'll eventually check it out. Yeah, for sure. Uh, so in the quick in the chat, uh, so Shane's pretty excited. He says GT looks stunning. Rated Type R. Uh, I have waited so long for GT7, and that's certainly very, very true. And Park also mentioned there's a system they created for replays based upon the music used that I like. That's cool. But little built-in systems. That's kind of that's kind of interesting. But uh, let's get into some other quick bits, Max, because because the, the the news on uh, on, on uh, uh, Bungie and that alone took up so much of the news cycle this week. We're just going to throw everything else into a small into a small space. Uh, Ghostwire Tokyo. There was a showcase this week, and it confirmed March twenty five for the release date is the day it is coming, Max. Should now we've seen footage, and I think it's the same footage that everyone else has seen. Yeah, it's it's it went up live t- two nights ago yeah. on the PlayStation YouTube channel. Go check it out. Um, it's very it's an interesting watch. Yeah. Um. So my personally, personally, it sold me. Oh, I'm really? super keen. I've been super keen since the first time we saw it back at. I'm gonna say G- it was a GDC. That um, not GDC. I don't remember. Um, Killy's. Game, game game opening night live or whatever game whatever the, fest whatever it was yeah whatever the whatever it was called um i've been keen on it for a while um it it looks crazy like it looks batshit insane at times but it it's it's sold me personally i i i know almost nothing about it but i'm i'm super intrigued i like i've only seen the footage um it it hasn't completely sold me yet but i'm i'm interested um we'll, we'll certainly be playing it as the last big exclusive from Zenimax. Uh mm. so we'll, we'll... and unlike the, and unlike the last big exclusive from Zenimax, they have done almost nothing to show you to prepare you for this game. Well, that's my question. So... After, after 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 Deathloop got like 30 trailers a week <laughs> for about a year and a half. <laughs> so there's a couple questions here Max that I, that I have for you when it comes to assessing this. Is this them going and just pooping it out? Because that's, that's, the second that's this, this yeah, the second this releases, it's no longer contracted. It's done. It's gone. We've done our part, and then the sooner we can get onto Games Pass, as an example, or yeah. or I is think that's it exactly what I said to you? That I think that they're just they they they're at the point where this is their last contractual obligation to Sony, and they just want to get it out. They kind of don't care how it's going to sit. They just want to be want to be done with it, so they can move on to what they, whatever they're doing for next well because yeah as you said compared to Deathloop, which got like plastered across everything we're here they're like there was some gameplay like month a year ago and then dead silence they lost the game director like they've there's there's been a series of problems or challenges coming out of tango gameworks and even then evil within and evil within 2 really didn't score that well like mm. 70s 80s like rents the 70s 80s sort of area so like it's fine but it's not brilliant scores like or do you think this is them going look we know what this is going to be it's fi- yeah, it'll be it'll probably. be a fine game probably i mean it's like well let's just poop it out let's get it done because i imagine sony themselves want to be like well let's get this fucking deal done let's get it out of here it's that's not yeah. to worry about it anymore uh, the GTA 5 next-gen version will release on the 15th of March on the current-gen consoles. That's your PS5 and your Xbox. Uh, there was mention around it being free on... It's free for the first three months for PlayStation Plus subscribers. Yeah. If you do not redeem it within the first three months, you'll be charged the dollar dues. Yeah. That's pretty sweet. Oh, oh if you have a PS5... Or can get one in the next three months. Yeah, you're a bit from fucked. March, you're a bit fucked otherwise. <laughs> Unless you just go into the store and claim it, I suppose. It depends, I guess. Yeah, if you can. Well, I'm pretty sure you can claim it through the web store. You can't claim it on your off your PlayStation Four, but you can claim it through the web store. Yeah. Um, but there's still, but this like you still got some time, Max. You don't, you don't need to rush to get a PS5 just yet, because Rockstar has confirmed that GTA Six is in active development. It is well underway. They say. But with no obviously uh, estimated time, it's just coming. 
It's coming. It's coming at some point. When GTA Five stops being in the top ten best selling games list for a week, they'll they'll release GTA Six. That's when they it's done. They're just waiting for GTA Five to stop selling so well. Yeah, so it makes me wonder when we if I look back at some of the we did an episode I remember previously about what GTA Six could uh, Six could be, uh, and we had a good fun chatting about it, like kind of mm. different locations, all these different things. I do wonder if it is as well underway or head, so into development as they are saying. Is it further along than we think? Are those rumor mills that we heard were they correct? Mm. There's a there's a lot there we could look into, which is exciting. Uh, in a surprise move by no one, uh, there will be a new Call of Duty this year. It will be Infinity War, Infinity Ward's uh, release. And last, the rumor the rumor mill on that side, so that part is accurate. The rumor mill it's likely going to be Modern Warfare Two or the mm. sequel to the previous, the recent Modern Warfare. Yeah. The Hogwarts Legacy uh, have the Hogwarts Legacy. There is an official art book coming in September. So there's reasonable to believe that the game is dropping around then, which makes sense and not delayed into next year like everyone else has been saying. I believe, I believe September 6th is the official drop date for the art book. So I assume that the game's going to be coming at least before or on that day. Yeah. So unlike Hogwarts Legacy, which was a room, you know, which was looking to be releasing and delayed into 2023, uh, but we have proof to say that it's that it maybe coming out now. Uh, Suicide Squad, however, rumor mill this week is that that's been pushed in 2023. Nothing substantiated, no confirmation of it. It's all speculative at the moment. But what do you reckon? Well, I, obviously it's on my list, so I don't want it to be. So I hope, hope I hope Bloomberg's got this one wrong, but yeah. you know who knows. From a business standpoint, it makes sense for Warner Brothers because even though that like you know Hogwarts and and well Hogwarts isn't in the same space. Gotham Knights is, however, so it would be disappointing to flood the market. Like three of Warner Brothers' biggest games right now dropping in one year. Well, that that would be a lot. Like well, try, I mean, trying to, to fair, replicate I mean, that in the next financial year would be near impossible. But I mean, to be fair, two of those games were supposed to drop last year. Mm. So. Very true. Very, very true. <laughs> we'll wait and see on that one until we get some more confirmation. Uh, the final uh, of the trilogy of the, of the Far Cry 6 DLC, highlighting the villains of uh, 3, 4, and 5. Uh, this week, the Joseph Seed expansion drops. Should we cool? I haven't played the other believe two it, yet. Believe, believe it drops on Tuesday, which is pretty pretty cool. Uh, and finally, which gets Max all hard in the hard in the front hard in the front area. Square Enix have revealed a new Final Fantasy VII anniversary logos, celebrating twenty five years since release. Hmm. Does that, get, does that get you a little bit excited? It actually looks it actually looks real cool. So hopefully some awesome stuff comes out of that. Nice. And we'll then I'll quickly what, jump we'll into the top ten best selling PS4 games of the week for the week ending the third of January, only because I know you like doing the upcoming releases, Max. I didn't want to throw out the momentum. Number ten, uh Star Wars Squadrons. I think all of these games are on sale. <laughs> Makes sense. Number nine, God of War. Number eight, Call of Duty Black Ops three. Three. Number seven, Need for Speed Heat. Number six, Rainbow Six Siege. Number five, Battlefront 2. Number four, For Honor. Yeah, there's such a sale this week. Uh, number three, FIFA 2022. Number two, Spider-Man. Number one, Grand Theft Auto 5. Uh, upcoming releases for this week, we have Sifu dropping PlayStation oh. 4, PlayStation 5, February 8th. But for those who ordered the... Deluxe edition, I believe it unlocks today. So, at time of, of recording, you can play it. Mm. Uh, Oli Oli World comes to PS4, PS5, February 8th. Edge of Eternity comes to PS4, PS5, February 10th. And Infernax comes to PS4, February 14th. I am so excited and also fearful for Sifu. I say fearful because if it's anything like Absolver, the game is going to kick my asshole. And uh, I'm, uh, I'm excited. But also very wary that I will be angry and not have a good time with it. I'm keen. I want to play it I'm so bad it. though. I want to play it. Oh, oh, I want to play it. 
Uh, so uh, buddy, buddy watching. Oh, you're gonna. You, you go. Yeah. So buddy watching the chat confirms that it's 10 p.m. Australian Eastern Standard Time tonight. That's time of recording on the 6th of February. So when you hear this, when the show goes live, you will be able to play it if you have pre-ordered it on digitally. Because it's not. Getting, it's, it is getting a physical release. I've come to learn today. There was a, uh, yesterday. Yeah. There's an email came out from Coke, uh, Coke Media. Coach Media. That's pretty exciting. But um, but yeah. Well, mm. there you go, Max. That brings us to the ep- end of another week. Uh, I know you're excited for Seafood. I know we're, we're playing Oli Oli World, uh, but uh, there's a lot to look forward to in the week ahead. Big thank you to everyone for joining us, at, taking this time out of your Sunday evening to spend with us. I think we can do Saturday next week. I don't see why not. Yeah, me. I don't think there's a re- I don't think there's anything throwing me off. Saying that memory is bad. We'll see how we go. I'll get a message five minutes after we wrap. Uh, totally forgot I got yeah, this Yeah, I'll get a message from someone and I go, aha, there we go. Uh, well, everyone, this PlayStation conversation happens every Monday morning at 8 a.m. on podcast services, including Apple Podcasts and Spotify, and 9 a.m. on those YouTubes. If you'd like to take part in future conversations with us, come and check out our socials. Facebook, Discord, Instagram, and Twitter, all of those links can be found in the description below. If you want to join us as the conversation happens, head over to twitch.tv slash thepopcultures where you can watch us record this show live. We can jump in the chat and become part of the show. If you want to support the show, you can tell your friends, tell your family about this PlayStation pod. If you are listening on podcast services, be sure to give us a five-star rating, which you can also on Spotify, and a written review. If you want to support the show financially, you can at patreon.com slash as well as our merchandise top slash shop where you can buy shirts and other assorted shit with our logos on it. Now, next week, if all goes well, there will be another way to support us financially. Just saying. Wink. Hashtag sponsored. <laughs> Hashtag sponsored. <laughs> but until next Love week, it. I'm Ryan Betson. I'm Max Cooper. And that was for the players. Uh, It is not an OnlyFans, but we're not saying no.